If you're sick of the mainstream sports outlets, well, so was I. So I started my own show. I'm Shane Larson, and this is the Game Time Guru. It's different than other talk shows. I'm providing a panoramic view on sports so you can see them through a different lens. So buckle up and let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to episode 102 of the Game Time Guru podcast. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and it is March Madness coming at us right now. We are into day two of March Madness, starting it up in college basketball, and that's what we're talking about today. I'm excited to be with you. Um, I really apologize. I had two interviews lined up this week. They actually got pushed to next week due to scheduling conflicts, so I'm going to try my very hardest to get them all set up, Um, and hopefully by next week we'll be having a a cool interview with a couple different people. Um, Some of the lineups, just so you know, I keep saying that. Uh, but I want to give you guys an idea of who I'm trying to contact right now, just so you have an idea. And one of them is a UFC fighter out of Brazil, and I'm trying so hard to line this up with him. I'm in contact with his agent. Uh, we've gone back and forth two times now, and now it's time for me to be able to uh, try to lock that deal in. Um, I've also got a former Boise State football player I'm trying to get uh, locked in for a, a, an interview so you guys can hear about his experience at Boise State as well as what he's doing to prepare for the draft. And I've got a former basketball player that played here in the Valley who then went and played college football, went through the JUCO ranks to the Division I ranks, and then played a little bit more later on at McNeese State. So I'm trying to get a hold of him. Um, so we've got three or four uh, interviews that we're trying to put together for this podcast. And I promise you, I'll get those interviews out. Um, in the meantime, though, I'm not going to stop publishing content. So I appreciate you guys being here with me. So if you're new to the show, uh, welcome aboard. We're happy to have you here with the Game Time Guru. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button on whichever platform you're listening to. So if you're like on an iPhone or an iPad right now, go to that podcast app that you're listening to this on and uh, just, just click the podcast app and simply click subscribe. It's that easy. That way you can listen to any of the previous interviews I've done. I mean, we've had some amazing interviews on this show in the last two years. Um, and you can listen to some of the, the ones coming forward. It's a passion of mine. I enjoy you know sharing my passion with the rest of the world. And uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you're on an Android device, you can do it through Google Play Music, or you can download any kind of app. It's free, like Stitcher, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, CastBox. Pretty much any of those uh, will work just fine for you. So make sure to check those out. And um, yeah, enjoy the show. So today, I told you I'm going to talk about March Madness. March Madness. So it's day two of March Madness as this is launching getting ready for some good basketball games today. We already had some pretty good ones yesterday. You know what I mean? It was really cool to watch. And uh, those basketball games yesterday, you know, you always get to see the underdogs um, trying to compete, trying to compete. We had a few blowouts. Uh, some of them were expected. But um, we had some good some good games, some really good games. Um, one of the things I love about March Madness, I want to talk about a couple different things today. The first thing is the passion from the players. It's different than any other sporting event. And what I mean by that is like you're going to get 110% effort from everybody on the court. Not, you know, not everybody executes the same way. So like not everyone's going to execute 100% and be on their best game, but you're going to get effort. And that's the coolest thing about it. And you see that in collegiate sports anyways, but in March Madness, some of these guys are never going to play again and they know that. So a lot of the guys from the smaller schools know that they're not going on to play overseas or making it to the league, right? They're, they're done with basketball after this. And what's awesome to watch is how they just play with so much drive and so much passion to you know put on a show for their, for their school. And some of them know they probably are outmatched and aren't going to win, but they go out there and they, they play their hearts out. They leave it all out there, and it's exciting, man. It's just cool to watch them. Um, you lose a little bit of that passion when they get to the next level because then obviously money's involved and 
it's a business at that point. <clears throat> and while I love the NBA, I really do, I understand the differences between them. And part of that is the passion and love of the game. I love March Madness, guys. It's exciting. It is so dope. Um, another thing that I that I love is you get to see some of these players that are, I guess, on not as well-known of teams. And uh, these players that are on, on these smaller teams are putting on a show. Like these, these players that are like star players on these smaller teams are putting on a show for the world. It's their opportunity to actually like get the national publicity and, and people can see them, right? They can see them, they can see them play. You know, you might have heard about them and, and seen them on Sports Center Top 10 or something, but you don't really watch them and never got to see them play. This is your opportunity to see them play and shine on the next level. And some of them step up and they really, really do a good job. Um, I mean, it, it's so fun to watch these underrated players that are on these smaller schools and see how they match up with the, the true competition. And a lot of them, you know, they step up and they actually compete. And not only do they compete, they control games and it's fun to watch. It's just, it's exciting, guys. Like, March Madness is so exciting. These schools are all competing. And what's also another point I wanted to bring up is the coaching aspect of March Madness. So, like, this type of basketball is almost, it's, it's, it's different than your regular season basketball. And everyone would say, well, no, duh, it's hyped up. It's to the next level because it's March Madness. It's the NCAA tournament. What I mean, though, it's kind of like, you know how baseball is different in the regular season than it is in the playoffs? It's like that for basketball as well because it's a different style of play. It's faster. There's more adjustments that must be made on the fly. And you're going 110%. There's no conserving energy because you get a break in between every game. And so you literally know this is it's do or die. Like you lose, you're out. So you go 110% and give everything you've got. And um, it's crazy to see the coaches. You get to see coaching adjustments. So one thing about basketball is like matchups – causal it's like it's like this with any sport really like baseball strategic with the pitchers um football strategic with the way you you set up your defense and and the way you set up your offensive scheme around certain teams that's why they change it up each week for the most part but like basketball is the same way the matchups are everything so if somebody if some team is a lot bigger in in size they're going to try to dominate down low and get the ball near the rim and be physical and just out muscle the teams um whereas the smaller teams will try to finesse you know, like try to try to be quick and, and wear them down with their with their speed. Um, but when it comes to defense, certain teams that are smaller have to come up with a scheme. Otherwise, they're just going to get destroyed the entire time. A lot of the smaller schools don't have as you know the the bigger athletes. That's why the bigger athletes go to Division One schools that are bigger, right? Like the bigger Division One schools. These smaller athletes go to these smaller Division One schools. And it's cool to see the coaches and the and the pardon me the changes they make in the games. Do they switch to a zone defense? Do they do a full court press? Do they try to rattle these guys and get them off their rhythm? Because when a team starts getting in a rhythm, it's a momentum game. Uh, basketball is momentum, and everyone knows how quickly it can derail. And since this is a do-or-die game in the NCAA tournament, coaches make decisions quickly. Like, okay, so they went on a 6 nothing run. Okay, change it up, full court press. Or we're changing up our offense. We're going to get it to this guy. We're going to run this set, this set, this set. But it's crazy to see because you'll see that these coaches adjust so quickly. And it's like a very fast-timed chess match. And I want you guys, I, I encourage you guys to watch the NCAA tournament from a coaching perspective. And just watch the coaches and the adjustments. Obviously watch the game, but like see the adjustments the coaches make. And you'll be amazed at how quickly they make those adjustments on the fly 
to try to match what the other team's doing because they don't have time to sit there like, okay, if they score four more buckets, then we're going to call timeout. They don't have time to do that in the NCAA tournament because it's so quickly it can go downhill that they have to make these adjustments, especially if their team is undersized and undermanned and just like they're not as athletic. It's, it's fun to watch. The coaching aspect is amazing. I love watching coaches, even the smaller schools. Some of these coaches are really, really good. They get their teams hyped up. They get them, their teams to believe, and you truly get to see the leadership from these coaches and how they you know, lead these teams that would be, quote-unquote, undersized or undermanned, whatever. The other question I wanted to bring up today to finish off was this, and I want you guys to answer this, so I'm going to post this in an Instagram thread, and I would love for you guys to take a look at it and, and just kind of help me out with it and see what you guys think. It's, uh, it's a question about, I guess, the, the game itself. I had a friend of mine who's still one of my really good friends. He's actually my realtor. Um, in high school, he asked this question. He may not even remember it, but he asked me this question. He said, would you, if you're a high school basketball team, do you think you'd be able to score? Would it be easier to score a bucket? So if you're a high school basketball team, do you think it would be easier to score one basket on an NBA team or an NCAA team that's playing in March Madness? And his point was, like, it was during March Madness, his point was the effort and um, defense that the team the teams do in, in March Madness is just all around 100% effort the entire time. They're all up in your face. They don't ever give up. Their, their hands are on the ball, that kind of that kind of topic. So his, his whole point was, would it be difficult, more difficult to score on an NBA team or an NCAA team that's playing in March Madness? And so that's the question I throw out to you guys. I really want to know what the answer is to that because it's a, really, it's a valid question. I mean, some people would say, well, you're not scoring on any of them because you're a high school team and these guys are at the next level. But I, I disagree. I think you could score. Anybody who can shoot a basketball could do that. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what would be harder if uh, if it would be harder to score on an NBA defense or a, an NCAA team that's in March Madness. And I want you guys to help me out with that. Let me know uh, what you think because it's an interesting topic. I want you guys to enjoy this tournament. Watch the basketball games. Watch the passion they play with, the defensive intensity that they play with, and, and see how intense it truly is. It's amazing. Uh, March Madness is upon us, everybody. I, I can't wait to see who gets to the to the Final Four. My bracket's already busted. I actually chose Syracuse as a uh, bracket buster, for the, for that matter, um, but they lost in the first round, so that's kind of done. I, th- I actually had Syracuse, if they could get past Baylor, I had them beating Gonzaga just with their, their zone defense. I had them flustering Gonzaga. And, and forcing Gonzaga to shoot from the outside consistently, um, and then I had Syracuse losing in the Sweet 16. But I had a you know busting everyone's brackets that had Gonzaga, but they lost, so that's done for me. That was kind of my my brag. But I still have Duke winning it. I think if you get the the All Star play out of one of your three freshmen that are studs, uh, you're going to be just fine. And I think Zion's ready to step up to the plate. Um, you can't have a great game every game, but I'll tell you right now, he was very consistent during the ACC tournament. Um, he came back and he played well for three straight games, and um, I don't see why he couldn't do that again because he's a monster and he's he was born for this moment. I'm excited, so I'll see if Duke makes it. I actually would love to see North Carolina win it, um, but uh, we'll see what happens. That's March Madness. It's craziness, guys. NCAA tournament, and that's all I got for you guys this week. But I hope you guys know I am truly trying to get these interviews lined up, making sure that they get set up so that we can bring you some more great content on the Game Time Guru podcast. And uh, you guys know the drill. We'll talk to you next week. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.